The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You're listening to the Totally Useless Information Podcast on the Nick and Roy channel. Brought to you in part by BPC. It's the best Portuguese chicken in the Toronto area. BPC. Slinging chickens since 2010. And by DeMarlo Salon and Spa of Naples. Hair, nails, massage and skin care for more than 15 years at the Naples location. Do you know that there's an animal that can actually whistle? Cornflakes were invented preventing you from doing this. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy, and we go out of our way to scour the internet for information we really don't need. So join us on this journey as we discover more useless information in this episode of Totally Useless Information. It's everything you never needed to know. By listening once a week, you get smarter than you think. The Totally Useless Information Podcast, hosted by Nick and Roy. And welcome, welcome, welcome once again to the Totally Useless Information Podcast. We thank you, every single one of you, you and you and you and you, and thank you very much for listening to us week after week. We really appreciate it. You ready to rock and roll? Let's do it, baby. Where do expressions come from? I don't know where, I don't know where. Where do expressions come from? We want to know right now. You know, I'll tell you the truth. When I read this one, I had to put it in. There's an expression called the whipping boy. I'm your whipping boy or your, you know, so on. But uh, when I read it, I was like amazed. Prince Edward, who would later become King Edward the Seventh, ah, uh, the Sixth, King Edward the Sixth. Yeah, don't, don't a, rush it now. No, no, he was a sick bastard. <laughs> okay. Every time he would do something wrong or inappropriate, he would feel badly. So he'd have a boy brought in and have him whipped in his place. No, come on. I mean, the guy was like, you know what? I realize I've done something very, very wrong. Bring him in, whip him. (laughs) Ah, I feel horrible. (laughs) No, it's horrible. It is. The poor boy. The poor boy, when the chef asked if he wants whipped cream on his pie, he said, no! (laughs) Whipped cream, no. So then we must, at that point, extend the olive branch. Extending the olive branch. It means, well, to, to bring peace with an enemy. This expression has biblical origins, and it was seen as an emblem of peace. In Genesis, a dove brings an olive branch to Noah, to indicate that God's anger has died down and the flood waters had abated. So it comes from the Bible extending the olive branch. Wow. So, I mean, the flood waters have abated, so let's weigh anchor and get out of here. Weigh anchor. He's the king, folks. He's the king of segues. Right, and it, it, you would think that it means to weigh an anchor, like actually put it on a scale, but it has nothing to do with that. 
it is a, a nautical term, but it's a corruption of a word that was corrupted through time, and it meant to carry or lift, and that word was wagon, W-E-G-A-N, wagon. So if you were to lift the anchor, they'd say, wagon anchor, and we're going to get out of here, which eventually turned to way anchor, and then the phrase to way anchor and get out. Get out. Awesome. No harm, no foul. The phrase, no harm, no foul, is an American phrase that comes from the game of basketball. In basketball, mm. if a player commits a transgression or a foul against the rules, but it does not have an effect on the outcome of the game, the referee should not call the foul against that player. No harm, no foul. And that's where it came from. No harm, no foul. Well, we've already turned the corner on that one. We've already <laughs> turned the corner. S is a saying that came from, again, nautical. Ships that made it around the continent of Africa and Cape Horn or the Cape of Good Hope had to turn to go up the continent then. Having made it that far was a really good thing back then. So they'd say, we've already turned the corner and now we're heading home. That was awesome. And then they went to the captain and said, you look quite pensive. A penny for your thoughts. <laughs> Penny for your thoughts. In the 1500s, it seems that intelligent men they had a lot of wisdom and they kept them to himself. And so the townspeople begged him basically to speak his mind and they offered him money. So paying someone a penny for sharing the subsequent distribution of their intellectual property may not sound like a lot. If you were to estimate the modern day equivalent of what that penny was, including inflation, that penny for his thoughts is $3.35. Penny for your thoughts. <laughs> it's still not enough, but thanks for putting your two cents in. Wash your hands of it. It's a biblical term. Roman governor Pontius Pilate, he didn't want to be involved in the death of an innocent man, Jesus Christ. So he said, let me go out in front of the crowd and wash my hands so that I don't have the look of having the blood of an innocent man on my hands. So he washed his hands in front of the crowd and sent Jesus off to be judged by someone else. Well, in that case, don't cry over spilt milk. In the days when people believed strongly in fairies back then, it was common to lay out a shrine for them consisting of small quantities of food and drink, and particularly they loved milk. Whenever milk was spilled, it was nothing more than a little extra offering to the fairies and nothing to worry about, so please... Don't cry over spilt milk. Where do expressions come from? I don't know where, I don't know where. Where do expressions come from? We want to know right now. You're listening to the Totally Useless Information Podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. And thanks for subscribing on YouTube. And thanks for listening to the show and making it a success, guys. Look, I, I found something here. There's something on my desk. What's in the mailbag? What's in the mail? Dear Nick and Roy, love to listen to your podcast. Now, this person did not sign their email. Interesting. It's anonymous. Okay. Love to listen to you week after week. I, I, th I thought this was like a prank at first, but they're asking, where does the expression, are you horny, come from? And I thought, <laughs> well, wait a minute. Are they coming on to us? Are they trying to ask us something? But no, they were really asking. Well, I said, okay. 
So I looked it up. Honking of car horns for a couple that just got married is an old superstition that ensured great sex. Are You Horny comes from honking of horn, car horns for a couple that just got married and hoping that they would have great sex. So, and I want, you know what? I don't blame this person for not signing their name after that email. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Awuga. <laughs> <laughs> this one is from Dolores in the Bronx. Dolores says that she thinks that she went to grammar school with me. And uh, that's a very long time ago, Dolores. <laughs> and no, it's not my child. No. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Dolores writes that her dad was in World War II and fought with a lot of Canadians. And she noticed that you're a Canadian. And we, we she, a very long email about the whole thing. And she wrote that, did the Canadians keep prisoners of war when they captured prisoners? Did they keep prisoners of war like the Americans did? Interesting question. Dolores, I'm surprised you're from the Bronx. No, so <laughs> I now again researching this, I found out some really cool stuff about you Canadians. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes, you did have prisoner of war camps in World War II, but here's the interesting fact about the difference between Russian, American, and Canadian prisoner of war camps. Okay, the prisoner of war camps that were Canadian, the prisoners were treated so well. That at the end of the war, they didn't want to leave the prison camp. <laughs> yeah, because in Canada, we have five-star prisons. Right. So basically, even the prison camps, you were giving away free health care. We were, exactly. <laughs> and it, you know what? They really enjoyed their experience because we did capture them. They were prisoners of war. And because we were Canadians, we apologized. So you can email us tuipodcast at outlook.com if you want to send us a question, a comment, or if you just want to find out any information that's useless, we are here for you. Animals. People love animals. They love to hear all the crazy, zany things about animals. Yes, the people. This is one of the segments that people write in and say is their favorite, food and animals. Um, and sometimes the same food and animals, but golden poisonous dart frog, who has an awfully long name. I, I wish we could just call him the dart frog, but he is the golden poisonous dart frog. He has enough toxins in his skin to kill 100 humans. One little frog. That's scary. Thank God he's golden. So if you look really carefully at elephants, they are covered in hair. In most animals, it evolved to help them stay warm, but elephants use their hair to cool off, according to a brand new study. Scientists have found that the sparse bristles of hair covering the skin of the largest living animals to walk on land can actually dissipate heat. So elephants have hair, and they use it to keep cool. That is amazing. I wonder where they go. Like, do they go to like a quick cuts or something like that to get it done? They do. Just to take a little off the top. Yeah. Well, now I'm going to give you my teaser. And the teaser was what animal can whistle? What animal is able to whistle? Is it and a bird? It or is the, it's, no, it's the mountain lion. 
Oh. The mountain lion is able to whistle, and I should have been better at, at explaining that. It was not a bird, okay, because birds can whistle. But yeah. the mountain lion is the only mammal that is capable of whistling. Does it like, is that how it attracts mates? I don't know. I have not asked one, but next time I see a mountain lion, I will. <laughs> yeah. Shh. Come here, I got to ask you a question. <laughs> hey, what is a group of butterflies called? And and wait till you hear the answer to this one, because you're going to say, well, of course. What is a group of butterflies called? Take a wild guess. I don't know. A group of butterflies is known as a flutter. Really? Folks, this is what I'm talking about. You know somebody tomorrow is going to say to somebody. No, no, not tomorrow. No, 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 no. You're wrong. Not tomorrow. As soon as you, in fact, they're going to pause this podcast right now. Call their friends and say, did you know that a group of butterflies is called a flutter? And then they'll come back and then they'll hit play. And that this Yeah, is I got want. news for you. Don't shut it off just yet because mine is cows kill more people every year than sharks. Oh. Cows kill more people than sharks. Is it from their methane gas? <laughs> How the hell does a cow kill somebody? Unless he like I, I don't know, falls on them, tramples over them. Who the hell knows what the hell? I don't know. Hey, speaking of gas, what do you call a guy who never passes gas in public? A private tutor. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to sneak that in there because you were talking about gas. Anyway, uh, how many eggs do chickens lay in a year's time? You heard this once but forgot it. Go ahead. I'm going to remind you and educate the rest of the audience. The average chicken lays 260 eggs per year. On 260 every one chicken. Dogs are capable of understanding up to 250 words. That's 249 more than my wife. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and she does listen to the podcast religiously. She listens to the podcast, but she doesn't listen to you. No. Now, now this is the truth. Dogs can understand up to 250 words and they also they believe that they are capable of doing simple math problems so okay. like i guess counting with their paw and so on is considered counting it's counting but 250 words is unbelievable okay next time i see a dog i'm going to ask him so what does, does a dog have a thesaurus is that what he walks around with a thesaurus is that why he knows all those words Say, get out of here. You're barking up the wrong tree. No, that's a different show. Uh, penguins <laughs> penguins have excellent hearing. What? Penguins have excellent hearing. <laughs> In fact, they do have ears. They're located on each side of their head. You may not see it, but they're there. Even though you cannot see them, but it doesn't mean they do not hear well. Penguins have very specialized hearing above and below the water even, and they can recognize individual penguins by their voices so penguins have excellent hearing what penguins have excellent hearing we'll have more of the totally useless information podcast but first let me tell you about the best portuguese chicken in the toronto area bpc and BPC is the place to go, especially during the holidays. BPC Chicken. 
you are in charge of your office holiday gathering and you're not the best planner or the best cook. You think, uh-oh, that's it. I might as well update my resume because my job's on the line. But no. Call BPC or the best Portuguese chicken in the Toronto area. They're located at 942 the Queensway. They serve the Toronto area as well as Mississauga and surrounding areas. They have mouth-watering chicken, amazing sides and salads. If you're a vegan or vegetarian, don't worry. They've got you covered, too. You can't go wrong. So call today to speak to a catering representative, 416-255-7177. Don't have one of those boring holiday parties where people are just standing there and they're like, the food's terrible. BPC Chicken caters your events. Their food is unbelievable. Most of the holiday parties have like food on toothpicks? No. You need full cutlery for these guys. They've got the best Portuguese chicken. Visit their website, <laughs> which is bestpc.ca. Don't you hate that? You're walking around with toothpicks, and then you don't know what to do with the toothpick when you're done? No. With BPC, you're walking around with a full belly. I'll tell you that. <laughs> the friendly staff will make sure your holiday will be the talk of the town for the next, oh, for the next several weeks and beyond. 416-255-7177 or go to their website, bestpc.ca. BPC, the best Portuguese chicken, now taking your orders for your holiday parties. It's not chicken. It's an experience. Here's a fun fact for you. Abraham Lincoln's dog was assassinated. The dog's name, by the way, was Fido, which is probably why the name is so popular for a dog. A year after the president's assassination by John Wilkes Booth, Fido was also <laughs> killed. The dog reportedly jumped onto a drunken man that was sitting on the curb. And in the intoxicated rage, the man stabbed the poor pup. Oh, my God. This is horrendous. No wonder Mary lost her mind. <laughs> She did. I have a fun fact for you. Yeah? There is an opera house on the U.S.-Canadian border where the stage is in one country and half the audience are sitting in another country. Einstein was a moron. Newton was a jerk. He was nothing in science, science, science. Here on the Totally Useless Information Podcast, we make science fun. If you're going well, to school, you'll listen to this science or the useless science information, and you'll be smarter than you think, smarter than your friends. If you're going to school, you're probably learning this useless information anyway. <laughs> totally, T-U-Y-U, T-U-Y-U, Totally Useless Information University. Mm -hmm. We're going to open one eventually, folks. That's right. Where, where did you go, T-U-Y-U? Why you? <laughs> They're having a problem in Croatia, Roy. I know. I know. All of their lampposts are falling. What? All of the lampposts in Croatia are falling. They're discovering they're falling because of the chemicals in the urine of male dogs that are rotting the metal. Again with the urine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because of the chemicals in the urine of male dogs, they rot the metal and all of the lampposts in Croatia are falling down. I always said my friend Nick, he's a pisser. <laughs> you know, that's interesting that the dogs are urinating on the posts and then the posts are all falling down. What's even more interesting is that the Croatians think that that's a big problem. Okay. <laughs> you know, a human being will breathe an average of 
8,409,000 times a year. The body is an amazing damn thing if we can do that every year. It is. Here's something amazing about your body. You can't taste food without saliva. For food to have taste, chemicals from the food must first dissolve in saliva. It's only once it's been dissolved in a liquid that the chemicals take effect, and that's how your taste buds can actually detect what you're eating. So saliva plays a really key role in tasting the food that you eat. Wow. Wow. I know that Croatia is close to Russia, although the Russians can't really see Croatia at night because all the lampposts fell down. <laughs> but Russia is really a big landmass. In fact, it's so big that it's a larger landmass than the planet Pluto, which, by the way, is no longer a planet because some scientists decided to take away its planet status. Status, yeah. Russia's so big, it's actually bigger than Pluto. The Disney dog? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of animals, I know this is the science section, but we're talking about animals too. Most land animals may not be able to find their way home, but sea animals, on the other hand, they might. According to the U.S. Geological Survey, there's evidence that some animals like sea turtles and salmon have the ability to sense the Earth's magnetic field and to use this sense for navigation. So sea turtles and salmon know where they're going because of the Earth's magnetic field. Smart animals. Wow. Wow. I guess you could say the salmon locks it away. <laughs> you know, on Jupiter... And Saturn, if you are planning of getting engaged at any time, you need to know this. Because on Jupiter and Saturn, when it rains, it rains diamonds. Now think about that. Instead of drops of rain, there's diamonds falling from the sky. So it's not a big deal for a woman to receive a diamond ring on Jupiter or Saturn, she'd probably throw it at you. She'd probably prefer a carrot of a real carrot. That's right. The weather forecast for Saturn, chance of engagements. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the universe, it takes eight minutes, 19 seconds for light to travel from the sun to the earth. Eight minutes and 19 seconds. Eight minutes and 19 seconds the sun's light to travel to earth that's right in space because light travels at 300 kilometers or 186,000 miles per hour even at this breakneck speed covering the 150 million odd kilometers or 93 million miles between us and the sun takes considerable time eight minutes and 19 seconds what can you do in eight minutes and 19 seconds roy uh, burn a few calories, like the last show when you were talking about the sex thing. That lasts a few minutes for me. One more before we go out of science. Yes. There's more stars in space than grains of sand in every beach in the entire Earth. That sounds like a lovely romantical song, you know? You're going to write one? We have more stars in the sky than the pebbles of sand in the beach. <laughs> Now you know why we do not write for Hallmark cards. Okay, folks, 
we, we have to talk about a new sponsor, DeMarlo Salon and Spa in Naples, Florida. DeMarlo Salon and Spa has been in Naples, Florida for almost 17 years at the same location on Vanderbilt Beach Road, the corner of Vanderbilt Beach Road and 951, which is Collier Boulevard. This place is unbelievable. Hair, skin care, massage, nails. They do it all, and it's amazing. It's a full-service salon and spa, but they're so well-known for cut and color, originally starting in New York years ago. Uh, Naples, Florida, DeMarlo Salon and Spa. Nick, you've been there. You know the place. Tell them about it. I'll tell you all about it, that if I had hair, because I'm follically challenged, I would go there. Well, I do go there. When it was in the New York location, I went for a spa. It was absolutely relaxing. Come on, Canadians. If you're a snowbird and you're heading down to the Naples area, the Marlowe Salon and Spa is the place to go to relax. We have so many listeners down in Southwest Florida. But again, we have a lot of listeners in Canada that come down to Southwest Florida. It's a large population that come here. They go to Cape Coral, Fort Myers, and, and very close to Naples. People drive from all over. They have customers from Tampa and Miami that drive two hours to go to DeMarlo's to get their hair done. It's just such a well-known place. DeMarlo Salon and Spa. Their phone number is 239-793-2020. That's 239-793-2020. And, and make an appointment, too. Call up and get yourself booked in an appointment. And also, if you want to go online, www dot demarlo salon.com that's demarlo d-e-m-a-r-l-o salon.com hey everybody come and get it your weekly sweet and savory facts with your five-star michelin chefs of totally useless information nick and roy come and get it you're listening to the Totally Useless Information Podcast. This is the food portion of our show. And if you'd like any information regarding food or any one of our other topics like animals or science or expression, simply email us, tuipodcast.outlook.com. Frank Bauer sadly passed away. Mm -hmm. Bow your heads and let's remember Frank Bauer. Mm -hmm. Passed away in 2008. It's been a while. He invented the Pringles can. Oh, poor yeah. Frank. Thanks, Frank, for, for making an unusual potato chip can. Mm -hmm. He was cremated, and his ashes were buried in one of those cans. <laughs> so, Boy, I guess you could say he took it in the can. He did. <laughs> if your Pringles taste a little funny, uh, you might have Frank Bauer. So thank you, Frank. A 2010 study found that 48% of fountain soda that was tested. Now, you know how you go in gas stations and you're able to get your own fountain soda? Yeah. 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 Well, 48% of fountain soda that was tested, they found fecal matter in the, the soda. So, you know, you're sitting there going, should I have uh, Dr. Pepper or Coke or maybe I'll take that dish soda. <laughs> <laughs> It gets better, Nick. It gets okay. better. 11% okay. contained mm -hmm. E. coli, the deadly E. coli bacteria 
was found in the soda. That's why I drink diet soda, because the aspartame is not only killing us, it kills all the bacteria. Fecal matter. That's why the guy goes up to the counter and says, do you have any other flavor other than chocolate? <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking of Tootsie Rolls, <laughs> Tootsie Rolls are added to... We're, uh, <laughs> Tootsie Rolls, <clears throat> a little dignity to this program, and we'll let you know when that starts. Uh, Tootsie Rolls were added to the soldiers' rations in World War II for their durability in all-weather conditions. That's the Tootsie Rolls, not the soldiers. They gave them Tootsie Rolls because they realized that it was more durable in all-weather conditions. And by the way, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll pop? That was a great advertising campaign, by the way. But on average, the licking machine... Made at Purdue University. Yes, they created a licking machine. It needed 364 licks to get to the center of the Tootsie Pop. I think that the government was smarter than we think. And they gave Tootsie Rolls to the soldiers so that the opposing side would view them from a distance and say, my God, who are we fighting? They're eating their own poop. <laughs> And they they were frightened to death and didn't fight anymore. So there you go. Tootsie Rolls are a wonderful peacekeeping force. And they look great. They look great at the bottom of a pool. But anyway, <laughs> you know that 150 people every year are killed. Killed mm. by the horribly dangerous coconut. <laughs> Okay. Now, now listen. People, now listen. This is this is true story. Here in Florida, we have plenty of trees, coconut palm trees, and they're loaded with coconuts. Sometimes they have ten and fifteen of them, and these coconuts fall from a distance of like you know thirty, forty feet. They weigh a few pounds, you know. So my wife, I put a park bench underneath the coconut tree, <laughs> and my wife loves to sit there. It was the reason for me putting it under the coconut tree. <laughs> but honestly, she's standing there one day, and this coconut just misses her by inches. Oh my and, goodness! And she would have gotten oh, she would have gotten severely hurt. Good thing it would have hit her in the head. It wouldn't have done as much damage as maybe another part of her body. But <laughs> you think she was Newton? I'm glad she's the brunt of my jokes. Here's my teaser. Cornflakes were invented by Dr. John Harvey Kellogg. Everyone knows the famous brand Kellogg's, right? Yes, yes. yes. Cornflakes, you know, what was the expression? Uh, taste it again for the first time. Well, Mr. Kellogg was extremely prudish, and he believed that sex was a heinous sin. He didn't even sleep with his wife. No. In, in, according to Kellogg, pleasuring yourself was even worse. Mm -hmm. So he had a solution. Give people a healthy breakfast option. He was always thinking. He believed that certain foods, such as meat, increased sexual desire, while cereal and nuts, ironically, had the power to temper it. Dr. John Harvey Kellogg created and invented cornflakes to prevent people from pleasuring themselves because he thought it was just a heinous sin. Delivered to him every morning by his sexy secretary. That's right. You gotta, hand, you gotta hand it to him. I'll tell you that much. All I know is I will never eat Frosted Flakes again. <laughs> Do you know a woman 
once tried to sue the makers of Captain Crunch because Crunch Berries contain absolutely no berry in them at all. No. So she said, this is false advertising. I'm looking for the berries in the Captain Crunch, and there's no, you know, and I love the Crunch Berries. I'd rather just have the Crunch Berries rather than the Captain Crunch. Exactly. One last thing about cereal boxes. If you look at the mascots on those cereal boxes, including Captain Crunch, if you check out the grocery in the grocery store in the cereal aisle, pay attention to the eyes in the boxes. Mm. Here's the interesting thing. Every mascot is looking down. The reason is so that they can make eye contact with children. By doing this, they grab kids' attentions and establish feelings of trust and making children more likely to ask their parents to buy that box of cereal. A brilliant marketing strategy or mind control? Yes, but actually you were scaring me there. I thought they were looking down because they were pleasuring themselves. Have you ever heard of Hammurabi's Code? It's kind of like the Ten Commandments type of thing. And it's very, very old. But Hammurabi's Code, because beer has been around for a long time, and and believe me, me and Nick think beer is a food. So... (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, but did you know if you were caught during Hammurabi's time, there was a law that if you watered down the beer, you were immediate, a bartender watering down the beer was immediately executed. Ooh. (laughs) Because they were so pissed off because they had probably had about 10 beers and they weren't drunk because it was all watered down. They said, this, kill that son of a... (laughs) <laughs> and that's how Miller Lite was born. The kitchen is now closed. Join us next time on the Totally Useless Information Podcast for more sweet and savory morsels of useless food information. See you real soon! <laughs> well, look at that. It's time for us to go now and to go and scour the internet to find more information for you. Thank you very much for listening. We really appreciate it. And as we say... Email us with any questions or comments about our program. We really appreciate all the feedback. Thank you very much. Podcast at Outlook.com. And basically, that's all the time that we have for this episode. We'll have more for you next time. Every Thursday, we're going to release one. In the meantime, tell a friend about the trend and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. And truly, thank you for listening. <laughs>